Thanks, everybody, for coming back to another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast, a place where we talk about electric bikes. We get to meet interesting, exciting people who are either riding bikes, building bikes, building batteries. You never know what it's going to be today. And today I have a special guest and he is here in person with me, which is pretty exciting. I would say he's a longtime customer because he came around to my shop before Bolton E-Bikes, the name even existed. So really excited to talk to him and hear what he has to say about e-bikes. So let's go ahead and get into another episode. All right, so we've got Mike here today from Grass Valley. He even has a nice Grass Valley shirt on. So representing the local town, I like it. How are you doing, Mike? Uh, good morning. I'm trying to remember. It'll probably come back to me. But how did you actually find out about me at all? Because I didn't have much of a storefront or anything. And that's not like there was a big sign out that said e-bikes sold here. How did you first find out about e-bikes and show up? I believe. I was wanted to go up and see the planes that were dropping the retard, fire retardant on the fires because you're right by the airport. So okay. I went up to the terminal, and your building is just down at the beginning of the street on that terminal street, and there was some e-bike stuff. And I says, wait, and I slammed on the brakes and <laughs> came in, and there you were, and there were a bunch of e-bikes in I didn't know anything about them at all, and I'm pretty old, and, <laughs> and is what it was is that uh, I'm also a diabetic, and so I have to exercise. I got a job as a camp host up in the mountains so that I could rake out the campsites and, you know, be busy for my exercise, Okay. and my daughter gave me a mountain bike, so... I found out right away that I could just scoot down those trails on the mountain bike about a hundred yards and I was <laughs> worn out. Oh no. <laughs> but it was fun, you know, on the bike going downhill. Uphill, and, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> and so we were looking at them and the next thing you know, I bought one. <laughs> this is several years ago. Yeah. And uh, which will come up. I want to mention the several years ago part. In a little bit. Okay. And so I bought the bike and uh, took it out, and I could go up the hills, and I could go, it, oh, it was fun, you know, so I could go and do 20 miles instead of 20 feet. <laughs> That's a big improvement. <laughs> yeah. And I would pedal with them at the power, so I didn't have to pedal real hard if it was uphill, down. It was all about the same. I could just keep switching power switching gears to stay at the same exercise mode. Mm -hmm. And what was really neat is in about two weeks, I was stronger. And so I kept my power went down and I could still keep up with the pace. And then it went down. I actually think I can just ride a mountain bike now, but who would want to? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very fair point. It's hard to go back to a regular bike because the e-bikes are so much fun. Yeah, and the last time when I was 13, a truck ran over my legs. Uh, I had a, what they called an English racer, and they were a real narrow tire. I lost my brakes, and so I had to put my foot in the front fork. Ooh, ouch. And that was my brake. And so me and a friend about 5.30 in the morning were going down to the American River in Fair Oaks 
to go fishing. So I had my fishing pole and everything, and, and somebody had left their sprinklers on, and there was water out in the street. And he yelled. He was ahead of me. He says, there's a truck coming. And so I had just ran through the water and put my foot in the forks of the bike. And and I immediately slid out, and I was on the ground. And it was a big pickup truck with a big camper, overhead camper on it, ran right over the top of my legs. But it stopped in time that the back tires didn't go over it. So I was under the truck. If it would have been a little higher, my voice would be a little higher now. And it was just bad news. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. And I had scars on my legs that were the resemblance of tire tracks for wow. almost 10 years, except they were red instead of white. So that was the last I rode a bike. So when I got the e-bike, I got the fat tire one, the large one, I, I guess they're 29-inch tires, for, you know, all the way around. And I couldn't ride it too good. They say, you never forget how to ride ride a bike. Well, I did. <laughs> and after a while, I started getting the hang of it more and more, mm-hmm. and it became exciting. And and then I started getting daring, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, I think you came <laughs> back into the shop with a couple of uh, broken pedals and things from getting a little too uh, daring out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it was really a lot of fun. And I lost a lot of weight. I don't take, you know, any diabetic medicine, nothing. It was life-changing. You know, it was because I could do very little, and then all of a sudden I'm, I do a lot. And I still ride it all the time, and I hike also. And my hiking is, you know, greatly increased and just different things. And so okay. for people my age, it's awesome. <laughs> Hey, I I think it's awesome for my age. <laughs> I enjoy it too. Yeah. It's just something that you can do. And there is a few things that I w- wanted to mention. Sure. This is, seems important to me. We're at a time now where everything is changing. The economy is going bad. The government is more authoritative. Just a lot of stuff. And some people will kind of poo-poo it. And other people will know the seriousness of it, but I was going to put some trenches out in these people's, like a little farm. And we started talking about running a ditch witch or something like that, but we only needed a little at a time. You know, it's not like we're contractors and we needed to go at our pace. And if we kept running it, the cost was exorbitant. Uh And so we thought, I know. Let's just go buy one, and we'll use it for two months to finally get this project done, little by little, and then sell it. And so I started looking online. So I wanted to see a video of it, and I started looking around, and I found a video, but they had it was three videos, and there was three of these units for sale, one by Harbor Freight. The other one I can't remember, but it was European. And another one by Honda. And so I recognized Honda, and it started showing them all, and they were all similar, except Honda was more expensive. And at the end, they had a summary of everything. And the guy that was doing the summary says, look, I recommend that you buy the cheaper ones (laughs) if you're just using this at home and you don't overuse it. But if you're a contractor and you're using this heavily, 
and want to use it for years, you better get the Honda. <laughs> and with the times that we're in, it's very possible that you could be watching your car or truck towed away because you lost your job. And we're not heading in good times. We're heading in bad times. And you may need this not for sport and recreation. You may need it for transportation to the new job that you have. And the difference is now you need to be the contractor type person and you need this stuff to run for years. Mm -hmm. Now, my bike is several years old and it was one that Kyle built. And I've know Kyle enough that he's like a mad scientist <laughs> and he can get the right parts and so forth. And he builds the bikes the way that they're supposed to be. And they last for a long, long time. Mine's doing fine. You know, I wear out tires. And like he said, you know, I smash into boulders and stuff and break the pedals <laughs> you, off. You're and, having fun with it. Yeah. You're wearing it out. <laughs> trying to. Yeah. I, I literally treat it like dirt. I don't <laughs> wash it or anything. You know, it's, it, it has been fun. pretty dirty. There was one time we had to pull the, <laughs> the chain and the derailleur off and soak it overnight to get all the gunk off. I remember that. Yes, and, <laughs> but it's still working. <laughs> and that was because I'm not mechanical and I put the wrong oil on it. So it started in a lot of it and it started gathering <laughs> it up. And, you know, finally it looked like a bird's nest in there. And and so now I do it right and, and I don't have that problem. But I'm, I'm telling you that it's time to sell the ski boat and, you know, the snow equipment and other things that you have. And get you something like this if you're concerned about the times ahead. You need transportation. If there's a war in uh, the Middle East, um, gas could be $8. It could be $20. And you need to be able to get around. And the bikes are super powerful. They're very strong. And I can give you an example that Kyle probably doesn't know about. Uh-oh. There was this old, ugly old guy. He was old <laughs> and had a bike just like mine. I mean, they they look very similar. And so I went and caught him on the road. I was watching him go up the road. And uh, he pulled over and we talked and everything. And he said, gave me his phone number that we could go riding. Okay. But it wasn't one that Kyle had made. It, it was, you know, the Harbor Freight model. <laughs> <laughs> So anyhow, we and, want, and I haven't heard this story, so I have no idea what Mike's going to say right now. But go ahead. <laughs> so anyhow, um, I got a, a bag on the back of, of my bike that I carried different stuff with, and I have a drag chute cord, which is like a parachute cord, except it's made for when planes land and they're real strong. And this is it had like it's real soft and pliable, but it's like a thousand pound tensile strength or more. We were up on the Empire Mine, which is not far from here, and they have trails everywhere, and his bike quit running. Uh-oh. I tied this cord to the back of my bike, and then I hooked it to his bike, and I says, well, I'll pull you out of here. <laughs> and so there's a lot of steep hills and stuff up there I had there to do. And so I started doing it, and it was nothing. It was like almost riding my bike normal, except when I would take off, since I had it in a higher power, I would do a wheelie. <laughs> and so it was the 
the rope was tied in the wrong place, you know. So I changed it and put it around his waist or something like that. And I just want you to know that pulled him right out, no problem. And I brought him down to the museum. And then I quick and went home and grabbed my truck and came and picked up his bike and brought it down. And so they're awesome. <laughs> you could pull a trailer easy, a, a small oh, yeah. one, and put all your groceries and everything in it if uh, you were using it for that type of thing. I see this as a tool in your life for the days ahead, and they are just super fun. The coronavirus thing. So anyhow, they shut down the, the campgrounds. And, well, my bike goes into campgrounds. You know, I don't know about yours, but I drive right in. I can go down to the lake. I can go swimming. I can go fishing, and I can do anything that I want around there to almost any campground, go anywhere. The Empire Mine is shut down. I ride it all the time, hike it all the time. And it, it's like they don't care. They just got them shut down. And, <laughs> and there's a, yeah, I'm hearing you say that if you can't have a car, you can't drive a car for whatever reason, the economy's bad, you lost it, it stopped running, whatever. An e-bike gets the job done. Yes. And you'll have more fun doing it. It's a blast. And so this summer, if you want to go camping, you can actually, you know, I get up there in the campgrounds. Uh, I used to be a camp host. And so I know all about bear repellent and what to do. That's what I do is, you know, bears love peanut butter. When I was a kid, a forest ranger told me that when we were had a bear chasing our car after I gave him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> in Yellowstone, uh -oh. you know, and he's running. They said, oh, yeah, peanut butter is one of their favorite foods. And also bacon. They love bacon. So I save my bacon grease and I get peanut butter and I finally get about a half a coffee can full and mix it all up together. And then when I go camping, it's what I do if, you know, if I get there around noon, one, two o'clock, everybody's down at the lake swimming and stuff. And I just go and slab some underneath their tables. And at night, no bears come into my camp at all, even <laughs> though there's three or four bears uh, in the other camps. I can hear them and the people screaming and everything. So it's a great repellent because you might not be able to bring a tent and stuff you see on an e-bike, but this is still work for you. In this regard, the police are thinking about going to e-bikes, and a lot of time— That's uh, true. I've been talking with some people in different areas about potential models specifically for that use. I can see how it would definitely work for them. It makes sense. Yes, and they kind of have an edge on tomorrow. They have people there that kind of look forward and say, hey, here's what is going to happen. There's going to be a lot more people on feet, a lot more people on bikes, not, you know, and, one, and less cars. And so if that's true, what they're thinking, and they're thinking about investing in it, I'm saying you better think about investing in it. And so it goes right back to the same thing. So with Kyle's equipment, you're going to have a bike that lasts, and that is the difference. And it's very important because the other brand doesn't. You know, I'm familiar with those. Uh, I have a friend that bought two folding bikes on uh, eBay, and it was inexpensive, and and he was bragging about it. Boy, these are so good. I go get this many miles on them, and on and on and on. And I just seen him the other day. I was walking, but he had his bikes. And he stopped. We're chit-chatting. 
and they've been had nothing but problems. The factory had sent them new controls on the computer thing that's on the on the handlebars, and he's had to solder things, and they're just falling apart. And he's only had them about two or three months. Oh, wow. and, that's uh, not long at all. No, and mine's been going for years. Uh, the other thing that I did to give you an idea of what these can do, up in the Sierras, there's a Loon Lake, and it's the beginning of the Jeepers Jamboree Trail. There has two beginning spots. So one of them begins there at the end, right at the dam of Loon Lake, and it goes out to a great big granite bowl. And you can look at this granite bowl and pictures and stuff if you just start searching for it. And it is huge and steep. I mean, this is a bowl. And so (laughs) Mm -hmm. I rode my bike out there and I went down into that bowl and it's smooth. It's like riding on a giant boulder, except the boulder's concave. And you're just spinning around and I'm going around other little rocks and over little jumps and everything and having a blast. But I'm going about 20 miles an hour when there's these two boulders, and I got to lift my feet up because I don't think that I can do it right. And bang, I hit my pedal on one of them, and it bent it up, just straight up. And so when I was riding, I could push down with one foot, but I could just turn gently on the pedal with the other foot. And (laughs) I'm at the bottom of this bowl. So anyhow, when it's time to go out, this is where the Jeeps try them out. This It's, it's rough steep terrain. and high, yeah. you know, where I got to go out. And so I slipped up the power and started up the hill using the throttle because I can't pedal. And I start going too fast. I actually, <laughs> I actually had to power down and I would still try to push on the one pedal. And it just came out with total ease. And I made it back. Before I made it back to the camp, the pedal fell completely off, and that's when, you know, I brought it into Kyle, and it kind of goofed me up because he put the pedal on, but he gave me the other pedal because they come in a pair, and I got <laughs> it sitting on my workbench in the garage, and I go, what am I going to do with this? Where do I? <laughs> and so he'll be mad, but I threw it in the garbage eventually because it was that's driving okay. me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens sometimes. I figured so, you could hang on to it for a spare in case you ever hit that one. But. Yeah, that, that was the plan, but I didn't know where to keep it. Yeah, and, that's okay. And, we can get you more pedals if you ever need another one. If you're an older guy like me, you might want to talk to Kyle about getting a larger seat. <laughs> I need the, the old man's seat. and That's a common request. Yeah, Kyle finally switched the seat there and put on a, this good seat. So I'm out trying it. I should have brought my bike in because I have a little horn, a little jingle, ding, 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 you know, that you see on little kid's bike. And I liked it because it reminded me the one I had on a tricycle when I was a kid. Remember, I'm old. So, you know, that was like yesterday for me. And the reason I have that on there is I had another one that sounded like a car horn if not louder. Yes. Boy, was it ever fun because (laughs) I could go out to, you know, riding on the trails and it seems like everybody is hiking and they got these earbuds in their ear, Uh you know, and I can come right up behind them and honk the horn and they would just 
jump and I would laugh and keep going. Boy, this was, <laughs> you know. So I. You could tell Mike has way too much fun. <laughs> and so I got this seat, this new seat, and I'm coming up behind this woman, and I'm doing about 20, 25 going up this trail, and I honk the horn, and she turns and kind of ran into the bank and fell over backwards and right across the trail. And I couldn't stop. And I realized that if I hit her, I could go right over the handlebars. And it, I didn't think, man, this is not going to end well. And it went boop, boop, it, hardly anything at all. And nothing on the seat. It's the greatest seat. It was <laughs> exhilarating. And you can't believe where these, you know, I was so good, I was going to turn around and go back. And I look in my mirror, and somebody already had their arms under her arms, and they were dragging her off the trail, so it was too late. <laughs> but I don't know how many of these are, stories that Mike tells are true or not, but we're just going to roll with it. <laughs> so anyhow, that's, that's why I got the, just a little dingy ones on there now, you know, it worked. Yeah. Sometimes I stretch the truth a little bit. <laughs> you know, it could have been a tree that actually fell across the trail. You know, not this, or maybe a limb. Yeah. Would you believe a twig? That's but anyhow, okay. get a bigger seat if you're old. And it really, these things are more fun than you can imagine. And, and it just makes uh, exercise worthwhile. You know, it's not like, well, I got to go and do my diabetic exercise. Oh, no. no, it's not that at all. It's like, Oh, I get to go do my diabetic exercise. <laughs> so I go out and I put on raincoats and everything. I don't, it, it's yeah. just, it's you're not just afraid fun. to get the bike dirty or wet or muddy or anything. No. And I go up deer trails because I ha I've had the bigger bike with the fat tires. Mm -hmm. And so I go up deer trails and little offshoot places. And if I go camping, I bring the bike with me. I don't have a bike rack, so I just throw it on the hood and tie it down with a drag chute ropes that I have. And they tie it, you know, people say, well, won't it scratch it? And well, I think he uses electro coating paint or something. I don't have any scratches on the bike at all. <laughs> and so I don't know what they're talking about. Then I get up there and there's just trails everywhere. And it's just fun to no end. And you got to be careful a little bit where you go. Not of the bears, not of the terrain. But some people in our neck of the woods grow things that uh, they guard, you know, with a gun. And <laughs> so you kind of got to keep your eyes open and say, okay, this is not a safe area. And be you know, willing to turn around and go the other way. And uh, if you come across one of those places, I guess you just leave them some, uh, some peanut butter, huh? Yeah, like Sherlock Holmes went camping with uh, Watson. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if you know this or not. And about... Uh, midnight, he's poking Watson in the ribs, and he turns, what? what do you want, Sherlock? And he says, uh, look up. He says, what do you see? And he looks up and he says, well, I see the stars. I mean, the, all, I can see the galaxies up in there. And he starts, he's a smart guy, Watson. And so he says, you know, I see the merging of Aquarius into this other one, and I see, you know, and he starts naming off everything that he is seeing, and he finally gets down and he says, and I can tell by the atmosphere, it's going to be a good day tomorrow. And he says, so what do you notice? And Sherlock says, somebody stole our tent. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you the obvious, this, this is a great sport, and you should get into it. And you need to get the good model. 
and it will last you for years. Mine's running perfectly, and I've had it for several years now. So I probably had uh, one of Kyle's bikes more than most people have. That's true. You have actually, yeah, because it was uh, that was at the time when I was building each and every bike. So yours is one of the earlier ones where I assembled the entire thing and put all the pieces together. And now we're doing more mass production, but I'm trying to keep the quality the same as what it was. Try and make sure that everything is put together right, and we're using good parts and pieces. And you know, we're a little backed up. I talked about this in <laughs> in another ep- podcast episode that, you know, we're selling out of bikes all the time. And one way to fix that would be to just have some cheaper mass-produced bikes made faster. But if I can't control the quality, I'm not going to do it. And so that makes things a little bit tighter on inventory. But <laughs> the people who are getting bikes are getting good bikes. And well, that's that's the most important thing to me is we don't want to sell a bike that's not a good bike and isn't going to last for a good long time. Yeah. And so I've known Kyle for several years now, you know, not real close, but I know uh, what he does and and everything. And that was what I wanted to point out is that you can get different kind of parts for mm-hmm. to build these bikes from di- several different companies and each company makes a different quality. And this is uh, Kyle's expertise. He knows what really works, what will really last, and he puts the, the bikes together complete. And it's not like, whoa, you know, you buy a car and it says, what, do you want a heater? You know, do, do you want <laughs> blinkers? You know, do, you know, I'm back, you know, remember I'm old. That was before. These were all add-ons. And, <laughs> and so Kyle just says, look, here's the kind of brakes you really need. I'm just going to put them on. Here's the kind of computer that really works. I'm just going to put it on. And right on down the line, and he builds it from a, an assortment of parts, and it comes together, and it looks like uh, that ugly old man's, but it's not. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yours would be the one that is towing the other bike. That's right. That's what we hope for. Yeah. This is the main message that I wanted to get across is that this is a good investment. It's, you know, it's not just a sport investment. This is a good investment for uh, security for the future because things can quickly change and they are changing. That was the primary reason that I wanted to uh, talk on Kyle's behalf because it's the right bike. It really is. And I'm just telling you because I know, you know, I have one. Well, <laughs> well, thank you very much for sharing that. And just to be clear, I didn't put Mike up to any of this. I just said, hey, you want to be on my podcast? And I don't know what we were going to talk about until we start talking. That's the way I like to do it. <laughs> no plan. We just go into it and we see what happens. So, But I appreciate all the kind words uh, and things that you've shared uh, and some of your funny stories, whether we know they're true or not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah you know, the canyon was true. <laughs> the ugly old man and I did have something in common. You know, uh, we had a bike. Yeah. Know. So I'm not saying any more that we had in common, <laughs> but I really appreciate Kyle being up in our neck of the woods. You know, he's got a great company up here, and this is just a small little town, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and he's out on the fringes of up by the edge of the airport, which <laughs> is on top of the hill where the planes take off and the fire planes also. It's just really great to have him up here. And he's a smart guy. I mean, he really is. He knows his stuff. <laughs> and you probably know that from watching the other podcasts. Well, thank you very much for 
being on the podcast today. I thought this was very fun and entertaining. <laughs> and I hope that uh, everybody listening really enjoys this. Now, don't forget that if you want to hear more of these podcast episodes, the easiest way to do that is to get on our email list. So you just go to ebikepodcast.com. We've got another website domain, so it's easy to remember. Once again, it's ebikepodcast.com. You just put in your email address and we'll send you emails out when these new episodes come out. And of course, always as a bonus, I try and do a lot of giveaways. And if you're on that list, we'll make sure you're notified when we give away bikes, which I really, I know we're low on inventory, but I'm really hoping we can get back to more bike giveaways soon. There are some bikes that are supposed to be on the way somewhere that are set aside specifically for giveaways. So they are coming. Those haven't stopped. But I, I appreciate everybody who's been uh, listening. I appreciate Mike for coming on. And uh, last thing I want to say is don't forget, I do read all of your reviews online for the podcast, especially those five-star reviews. I love those. So make sure to leave some more of those. So thanks again for being on here with me and Mike for the Bolton e-bikes podcast. And, it was an honor. <laughs> and we'll see everybody again uh, next week. 